Hello and welcome to another episode of the JRE Review. Today I'm reviewing a conversation that Joe had with Andy Stumpf in Podcast 1247. Andy's been on a few times and uh, those of you that uh, know Joe's podcast well, uh, you know that uh, he was, I think, one of the first SEALs or Special Forces guys that started repeating you know on his show and showing up and um he's not just known for being a navy seal but also he's a world record holder for wearing one of those squirrel suits which is insane and uh he's obviously very brave a little nutty and a pretty badass dude and i have to say i really always like his style on this podcast he's he's well thought out he speaks clearly. He's an excellent guest, uh, generally, and even has his own podcast because of Joe. So, anyway, let's start this review. Welcome to the Joe Rogan Experience Review, where each week I review every single episode of the Joe Rogan Experience. What more do you want? So as I was saying in the intro, uh, Andy has a world record for the squirrel suit skydiving, and uh, he's big into skydiving. During their conversation, Joe talked a little bit about the safety aspects of skydiving, and Andy was saying that uh, it's very safe, relatively speaking, and it's, it's almost unheard of that both your primary and backup shoe would not open, and that's something that I didn't know. I didn't know that the stats on skydiving were quite as safe as they are. You can even look them up. It's very rare that people crash and get injured and and die. Uh, Surprising. Um, I once did it in Vegas. Uh, Pretty scary. I didn't even like flying at the time. I'm a lot better with that now. In fact, I think thanks to skydiving, but I hated it. And going up was awful. And the idea of uh, jumping out was terrifying. I think if I had known the stats on you know, really how safe it is these days, uh, I would have felt a lot better. Uh, But Andy was saying that um, when he was talking to Joe that most of the pioneers of the squirrel suits, as they're called, or the wing suits, you may have seen those, um, they're all dead, all of them. They all died in some way, I think, while uh, skydiving. You know, there's some great videos of these guys really close to the cliffs, just like flying close to cliffs and just, I mean, it's unbelievable, but also terrifying. And just to think that you, a gust of wind could just, you know, knock you into one of those cliffs. And I mean, you're going to smash into that thing. I don't know how fast they're going. 200 miles an hour? I don't know. They're going incredibly quick. Obviously, not even quite a terminal velocity because they're using those suits to kind of keep them up. But Andy loves it. He loves it. He said those suits have come a long way. They were very dangerous back in the day, but now, <clears throat> excuse me, there's a lot more structural support on there. They seem to hold themselves to better, together better, which, you know, really makes a lot of sense. Um, during Andy's conversation with Joe, he obviously does go back quite a bit into his time in the military and what uh, ultimately got him to stop being a SEAL which is always really fascinating to hear. I mean, this is why these conversations with Joe and, say, Special Forces guys or really anyone at the very top of their field, I mean, just understanding how they think, you know, how they move, 
how they perceive the world, how they get through tough things, um, how they perform on the day. It just hearing how they do it is so important, at least to me when I have enjoyed uh, Rogan's podcast. And a lot of the time, what I like is it. They're very normal people, even though they do abnormal things. They just have a mantra like, well, you got to get it done or you just got to get yourself up. You just got to get going. It seems there's no nothing magical. Like obviously a lot of these guys were born with specific talents, but they weren't superhuman compared to anyone else. They, a lot of the time it's just hard work and putting it in. And and also the tragedy of that event being over. And with something like the Seals, you can't do it for long. You can't do it forever. Even if you're still a badass like Jocko Willink, you've got to stop. You know, you just, you can't do that job forever. And uh, in Andy's case, uh, it sounds like he got shot along with some other injuries at different points and uh, he had to get done. And, and there's certain surgeries he can't go in for and checkups he can't do. Like he can't get an MRI because he has metal fragments still in his body and they could get ripped out due to the giant magnets or, or they can move around and mess with his nerves and cause some real issues and so you know it's not all just badass shooting like the movies i mean it's these guys get out of these situations oftentimes with really pretty horrific injuries i mean they put their life into into that thing and and you know it makes a lot of sense like a high level athlete in a, in a way but these missions go on and they affect people's lives like if in it if somebody's kind of injured playing football, they can take some time, they still get paid, heal up, come back in, get their stats, whatever. Seals, you know, they're not, they're probably not in the game of uh, the business of saying, oh, my knee hurts. I can't do this. I'm hurt. I want to go home. You know, I need a week off. I mean, unless a doctor like absolutely forces them, I would assume that they just take some pain meds and get on with it. And you know, that's going to make an injury worse. And tough guys do that shit. That's why they're tough guys. I mean, you know, it's probably even a little difficult for super tough dudes like SEALs to even identify that they have a significant injury in the sense of, like, they know they can power through almost anything. But, you know, what's the long-term repercussions of that and and so on? But, you know, these guys, you read those SEAL books, they don't want to go out on missions or, like, stay injured on a, when the rest of the team goes on a mission not support their guys you know their dive body or whatever i mean that's it's just unheard of to them so they they work through it it's uh it's what it is and he talks a little bit about how he's not really an adrenaline junkie it's hard to believe when you were once a seal and now you do like base jumping with squirrel suits on but I mean, he's still the individual saying it, and, and Andy's always seemed like a very truthful guy. Uh, he kind of describes it as, an, it's a way to like slow everything down for him almost. And I kind of like that idea. You know, maybe maybe there is an aspect of us, and, and you know, this is just a thought experiment. Like, I don't know what you guys think, but maybe there is an aspect of us that, we get wrapped up and overwhelmed in our daily lives, you know, whether it be our boss or bills or, you know, an expensive vacation is coming and you got to pay for that. And then you've got this and then you've got these things and your taxes. And it's all, you know, a lot of times for people that are struggling at any given time in their life, that's too much. It's all too much. But if you throw in something like, oh, and also next Wednesday I'm base jumping, 
maybe just the idea of an event like that puts those other forces those other things into perspective you know i'm sure you're the same as me like you overhear people at a coffee shop talking some bullshit about oh i've had such a terrible day because the the the, the nail salon closed at 6 30 and my appointment was at six and i just felt rushed and they're just talking you know about how terrible that is all right yeah that sucks but is it really that bad no and if you put it in perspective if you get a, you know if you come at it from a different angle I think you realize that most of all our problems don't matter at all. And maybe this is what Andy's talking about, you know. I He also discusses jiu-jitsu a little bit in this, how much he loves it. Now, he's new to it, you know, but Joe brings up some great points and just says, listen, jiu-jitsu, you know, it's just drill. Drill, 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 the armbar, the, the triangle, the, all the different moves, just drill those. Don't worry too much about rolling when you're new. You know, work off your back, learn strong defense, keep yourself safe. And then when you get a bit better, get good by, you know, choking out blue belts, right? So so that's all good understanding from Joe's end. But just the fact that Andy is taking forward his, like, Navy SEAL mindset into this new discipline that's very difficult, takes a long time, and has to learn the process of it... I, you know, shows that he's going to be very good. But in the same way, jujitsu, it's one of those things that, I mean, it's tough, right? It, it There's a reason a lot of people don't join it, even though I'm sure a ton of Joe Rogan fans want to join jujitsu because of how much Rogan talks about jujitsu, right? So, but why don't they all just join then? You know, I'm sure, probably more people have, um, I don't know, started going to float tanks than have joined jiu-jitsu because of Joe Rogan. Maybe not, right? Maybe that's an exact... But I would say have stuck with it because it's very hard. A lot of people quit. And they quit because it is tough. It's tougher than anything else in your life you can do, which also makes the other shit you worry about in your life less stressful. It really does seem to do that because you're not going to worry anywhere the same when you're kind of scrapping for your life. And Andy's talking about this. He's a new convert to it. But I think he sees parallels in what he was doing when he was kind of on his missions and, and doing those sorts of things. One part of this conversation I especially enjoyed was when Andy talked about how the very first Joe Rogan, JRE1, should be put in a time capsule and saved forever. And he's saying that it's valuable, you know, because of what that podcast has become. And Joe was just like, wow, it sucked. It was terrible. But, you know, I've learned a lot. And um, I especially enjoyed that comment because just last week I reviewed my first classic JRE and of course I picked the very first one. And it's been a while since I listened or and watched that one. And it was really cool to go over it again and see how far the, the podcast has developed. But Joe even brings that up. And, uh, and Joe says, look, I've learned a lot from this, right? And, and in a sense, obviously that inspires me greatly because this podcast is not that old it's less than a year and i still do it and uh you know i think i suck at it i mean i am for sure a white belt you know of podcasting right it'd be like a white belt in jiu-jitsu showing up to a class of course he's gonna suck and of course everyone's gonna kick his ass right but i'm not gonna quit at this and i'm gonna keep getting better 
and hopefully it will be, uh, you know, decent enough in time. But, uh, you know, everyone has kind of come from that angle. And these stories are really important to hear for a lot of different reasons. I mean, I, I would say always try and find a parallel in your life with something you want to do better at. Here, you know, talk to people that are really good at what you want to be good at as best you can, or listen to them, or or learn from them, and and hear that dialogue that they once sucked at this and they got a lot better. You know, I mean, it's the same with a black belt at jujitsu. You get there, these guys can just sit on your head like you don't know how to use your body. If you've never trained, they will destroy you every time. It's amazing. But they're being, you know, they're not going to hurt you. I'm not trying to turn anyone off jujitsu. But the point is, they started where you were once. And they eventually learned it. And if you really stick at it, you learn. To, I think you can get to a black belt in like 10 years. But I mean, you'd be, you'd be doing really well in a couple of years. So, yeah, I love those inspirational stories. They, they really kind of rev me up for getting stuff done so so oftentimes that's why i love these like seal type guys coming on because they're very motivating people for sure they they just are and uh and and then lastly in their conversation they just get into some funny bits about kind of you know shitty war movies and how unrealistic they are you know, things like infinite bullets and guns and all the rest of it. And I and that's cool to hear because, you know, even me, and I know nothing about what it would be like, you know, to be a SEAL and running around shooting and actually know what real life is like out there in combat. But there are plenty of action movies that I watch and I'm like, this is absolute bullshit. I mean, some of them are unwatchable rubbish. It just cracks me up. But anyway, that aside... Guys, thanks for listening. Make sure you check this conversation out with Andy Sump, especially if you need a motivational pick-me-up. And uh, thanks for downloading. We'll talk again soon.